Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. This is Amir from Broncos Avenue, joined by two guests today. Yeah, that's right. We got two guests today. Um, I have Jaden and Chris on today. How are you guys doing today, man? You guys ready for this episode? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to go. It's good. Yes, sir. I'm ready to go as well. We're going to kind of dive into, uh, I know a lot of Broncos fans, you know, we've been through, it's that tough time of the year where, you know, we're coming up on the first week of the season and there was a lot of cuts made. We went from 80 players to 53. My last episode, if you guys haven't checked that out, I talked about, you know, my predictions for the 53-man roster. And now it is officially out. You know, there are some surprises. I know a lot of Broncos fans were upset about the the moves made in the wide receiver room. But first, the big move over the last few days, the Russell Wilson, that fat extension, five years, $245 million. We can kind of take a, you know, uh, dive into his cap numbers over, you know, the next seven years. But, I mean, he's under contract for the next seven years. That's absolutely insane to me. What were you guys' initials thought of, uh, thoughts of that? Let's start with uh, Jaden. Yeah, um, it's exciting time to be a Broncos fan. I mean, yes, sir. We got him. We got him for not only the five-year extension, but we got him for the two years on top of that. So for seven years. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens, man. As for the contract, I feel like it was deserved to be honest because I feel in today's market, if you want to have a top ten quarterback, you have to pay them. You can't have a quarterback in that as of that stratosphere and not pay him so yeah cap wise it's not ideal but you need a quarterback to win and you got to pay him so yeah i mean it's a, the, the nfl is trending in like the way that the nba is like if you find a player and you know that they're going to be the cornerstone of your franchise why would you not pay them now as opposed to waiting later when other you know players at that you know position especially the quarterback position is getting insane money so you know why would you wait to you know give Russell Wilson extension after potentially Lamar gets an insane extension Joe Burrow gets an insane extension Justin Herbert gets an insane insane extension like it's getting to that point where especially in the AFC many quarterbacks are you know in their prime and they're getting this big these big paydays and it's just it's just too smart of a move by uh george payne here um i love this move a lot why not pay your quarterback right now um have him under contract as long as everything goes well he stays healthy um and he can find his way with the new uh coaching staff and he can help build this organization it looks like he's going to retire bronco he's 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 uh what 32 uh, 33. So he's going to be here for the next, you know, seven, yeah. seven ish years. He's going to be here until he's almost 40. So it's really uh, incredible to see. I mean, when's the last time a Broncos quarterback got extended? Like the last time we gave a quarterback a massive extension was Peyton Manning. So, where a massive uh, contract was Peyton Manning. So it's, it's just really cool to see that. I know it's been a while since Broncos fans got to see that. I was ecstatic to see that. I know a lot of Broncos fans were. Not, I'm not even too sure if there's a single Broncos fan that didn't like that move. Obviously, the cap space, um, it's a little surprising for us to see, but it's something that we haven't seen before. And, you know, I'm not surprised that uh, it was that big. So going off of that, this is a topic that a lot of fans have debated about. Um, I have a strong opinion about this. Um, and then it's just kind of one of those things uh, a lot of fans have argued, should Rus- Russell Wilson have – played in the preseason even if it's just one game even if it was just two games or even if it's just like a, a series or two just like uh, Josh Allen did with the Buffalo Bills to kind of ease his way in there what are what are your thoughts on that Jaden do you think 
the Broncos should have maybe eased them in so they can be, you know, on fresh feet that uh, week one game against Seattle? Or do you think, you know, you know, that week one game against Seattle is his preseason game? It's gonna, he's going to blend well in that uh, offense and didn't need to play in the preseason and risk injury. Um, yeah, my opinion on that is basically I agree with Nathaniel Hackett's decision to hold them out of preseason. Okay. Um, just because of the injury, I know one major uh, key to Nathaniel Hackett's success is keeping players healthy come week one. Um, and like you were saying, Russell Wilson, I mean, he's 32, 33. So uh, he, mm-hmm. he has that experience. He's been on that field plenty of times. Um, and not only that, I mean, he had the wide receivers, a few offensive linemen, out on his private workout sessions, you know, um, they were building that chemistry and they've been working. Um, personally, I, I think it was a good decision by Nathaniel Hackett uh, to not play him in preseason. Yeah, and it's like I, I know so many fan, so many fans can look at other NFL teams and judge us based off of that because we're in the minority with this. There's hardly any teams. I know the Packers held out Aaron Rodgers. It's it's getting to that point where and I know Nathaniel Hackett speaks very strongly of this, like. Do the preseason games really, really matter? Especially if, like you said, Russell Wilson's out there with his own football field in his backyard and he can invite his wide receivers to practice and get that chemistry in. Um, my personal opinion on it, I to be I, to be honest, like I wouldn't have been mad if they um if they did put him in there. Um, I would have liked to see him like kind of ease his, his way in. I would have liked to see maybe one series. Um, like the uh, Bills with Josh Allen, I don't see how that could have hurt. But at the same time, you know, you never know. He, he could have been injured. Um, he could have re-injured, you know, maybe his thumb or some, something small. You, you never know. Um, but there, there's definitely two sides to the argument. Um, I want to hear I want to hear what you have to say about this, Chris. Um, I think realistically, giving him a drive, giving him a series, he wasn't going to get injured. Like the, the chances of that are very mm-hmm. likely. But – the chances do exist, and at the end of the day, this is Russell Wilson. You know, out of all the quarterbacks in the league, he's, I would say, of the more established quarterbacks. And he doesn't – it's not at a point – yeah, it's a new system. It's a new team. I don't feel like he needs to prove himself. The preseason yeah. players where you need to prove yourself. He's already proven. We already know who he is. Yeah, he's coming off of an injury. Easing him in, like, could have been beneficial. I feel that they kind of – they would know more than us where he's at and if if they were willing to extend him and if they feel that he's at a point where he's comfortable with this new offense he doesn't need to play I feel like if we wait till week one we can find out there's no having him play in a meaningless game where he's already he's a 10-year vet this is a guy that we know what's up with him at this point yeah I've argued with so many people on this um they've said like you know uh, who uh, there? I've argued with like even a Bears fan about this. Um, they're saying like, you know, watch Russell Wilson come out there week one against Seattle. You know, he'll be good, but come come the actual competition, maybe that um, practice in the preseason game, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, dude, those <laughs> joint that joint practice was really beneficial. It was basically a preseason game. You know, he was going up against the Broncos defense, who is easily a top five defense in this league. He was getting in those reps. Um, we weren't doing seven on sevens. We were doing 11 on 11s. It was team periods. We were constantly doing scrimmages. Um, we were doing plenty of uh, pad work. Um, 
uh, it's just it's to me i feel like it's just one of those things where just broncos fans are looking for something else to uh argue about you know there's nothing against you know, there's nothing bad about that you can have your opinion um I, I before the first preseason week, I said I would have liked to see uh, seen Russell Wilson in preseason, preferably uh, that week three game against Minnesota because it is closer to uh, opening night Monday against uh, Minnesota. Um, but it is what it is. I, I do trust Nathaniel Hockey. He's very smart. He knows what he's doing with this team. George Payne as well. Um, the entire coaching staff as well. Um, super young. I trust them. I trust them. Um, they know what they're doing better than I, you know, I would know what they're doing with the football team. And maybe, you know, some Broncos fans need to take that into consideration as well. Um, so moving on to moving on from that, we can talk about the 53 man roster uh, that, you know, there's a lot of cuts made um, a lot of not too many surprises, but there were some surprises. Uh, we can start off with Jalen Virgil, who I've, you know, talked plenty about in this, this podcast, who I think very highly of. He uh, made it. As the final receiver on that death chart on the 53-man roster, but we saw Tyree Cleveland on there as well, above Jalen Virgil and Seth Williams. Um, didn't even be—he wasn't even resigned to the practice squad. Who he received a lot of uh, qualifying offers from various teams, but he has yet to sign um, at any of those and clear waivers. So, uh, what do you what do you guys think about? Um, I'm start off with Jaden. What do you think about you know that wide receiver room and how it shaped out? Um, I can got, I can kind of just take you guys through what that uh, specific depth chart looks like. Uh, we have Jerry Judy, Cortland Sun, KJ Hamler, Macho Washington, Tyree Cleveland, and Jalen Virgil. What do you What do you what were your initial thoughts of how that wide receiver room shaped out um, after that deadline, Jaden? Yeah, I feel pretty comfortable. Um, obviously, after the Tim Patrick injury, you know, we we're kind of questioning our depth um, at that wide receiver position. But after seeing the preseason games and seeing a those young new wide receivers step up. Um, it's for me, I feel way really comfortable right now. Um, a lot of Broncos fans that I'm aware of were questioning signing a different wide receiver to that room. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I disagree, honestly. Um, Tyree Cleveland, I think he's just there specifically um, for uh, the special teams. You know, last year that was a big, big issue um, was our special teams room and figuring out how to improve that this year. I think Nathaniel Hackett was a, uh, that's what kind of where his decision went to was um, increasing that special teams room and, and strengthening it. Um, Jalen Virgil, that was a major surprise over Seth Williams. I really like Seth Williams in preseason and in training camp personally, but um, still Jalen Virgil, I think he's going to surprise many of us and uh, step up this year. So uh, I feel comfortable with it, but you never know. What do you think? What do you think about the Broncos? Uh, and you, you kind of just talked about this, the Broncos choosing speed over uh, size and length with uh, going with uh, Jalen Virgil and Kendall Hinton rather than siding with uh, Seth Williams, especially with Tim Patrick uh, injured for the season. I think Corlin Sutton is going to step up. He's going to have another one of those years um, mm-hmm. speed-wise. Um, it has to do with the offense. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett, he, ha- he has something brewing, that new offense. So uh, I trust him. Yeah, and it's kind of with this new division. Um, the speed is speed is of, of key, especially uh, with this the speed uh, speedy receivers in our division as well. Um, even with losing Tyree Kill, uh, the Chiefs losing Tyree Kill, they still have plenty of speed on that offense. Um, Sky Moore and Nicole Hardman, other names too. Um, the Chargers as well. So it's going to be interesting. Um, they sided with. Uh, the undrafted free agent there in Jalen Virgil and Seth Williams doesn't make it. What do, what do you think about that, Chris? Would you have liked to uh, 
keep Seth Williams, especially after he had such a magnificent preseason? Well, he did have an impressive preseason, but I can understand why they would go with the undrafted free agent with a guy like Jalen Virgil. He's fast, but people don't realize that he was able in his combine to bench press over 400 pounds. He's a freak athlete on top of his speed and with his strength and everything. I feel like having a coach like Nathaniel Hackett, an offensive coach like that, I would trust, like I said earlier a little bit, his ability to see the potential in receivers. We saw it I'm sure he had less of a say in Green Bay, but we saw how they were able to turn guys into big names. And they did have a big quarterback, but he still has a big quarterback here. And I feel it's going to be the same exact thing. I really like our receiver room, to be honest. I hate, you know, the injuries with Tim Patrick. It's unfortunate mm-hmm. um, that that I feel like that actually will be a big blow for us. I think he was going to be a big part of the system. They were talking about him a lot the whole entire uh, the offseason. But yeah. I think with the quarterback like Russell Wilson, um, I'm sure he also had a say as well on what receivers stayed and which ones go. So I'm just going to trust him on this. I think Jalen Virgil is a freak athlete, and I think they did the right thing. I like the way the receiver room looks. I like Montreal Washington as well. I think that they have something special there, and they're going to have a really good year through the air. Uh, what, what do you think about Tyree Cleveland being on the 53-man roster? I mean, if he can contribute in ways, in other ways on special teams, like I said, I think that it's beneficial for the team. Tyree Cleveland wasn't a name that I had talked about much when I was thinking of our receivers. He's kind of an under-the-radar guy. But like I said, I had seen uh, something about Nathaniel Hackett saying that uh, his special team's ability is something that they really needed and they're looking for. And in the past, our special teams had not been where it should be at. And I feel we finally have a bunch now where they're going to be good this year. And I think if he contributes to that, then I say, why not? We should have him on the team. I think it will be beneficial. Yeah, Tyreek Cleveland is one of those guys where he's been constantly getting injured. And to me, my initial reaction to it was Tyreek Cleveland didn't really do much as a receiver to like solidify himself on this roster. And just seeing like, Seth Williams have such a great offseason after not having a good offseason last year. And to see see him not even like get re-signed to the practice squad or not make the 53-man because Tyree Cleveland's special teams abilities, I don't know. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But in hindsight, I do understand the move. You have to be uh, complete on all three sides of the ball. You know, special teams is really important. Dwayne Stukes obviously has uh, emphasized how much uh, that is going to play into our team's success this season. Um, and that has been one of our, you know, uh, weaknesses on this team the last few years with Tom McMahon. So um, I can understand the move, but at the same time, I don't uh, – I with, with Tyree Cleveland's injuries um, and then his, like, inability to be as uh, complete of a receiver as, you know, other guys who could, pot- who could potentially have been, like, uh, Kendall Hinton or – uh seth williams i i i you know i understand the move but it's just to me like seth williams could have possibly had the same impact on special teams if given the opportunity um obviously tyree cleveland uh is better um as a gunner on special teams but you know it's one of those things where it's it's far in the depth chart so hopefully we don't have to um see those guys you know at that receiver position and they're just solely competing in special teams. It, it, it is what it is at the end of the day. So it, it, To yeah. add on to that real quick, I just I feel like we as a team um, are really deep at receiver, and mm-hmm. I feel like 
this is we're talking about guys now that are going to be the fifth option, the sixth option. I'm not sure how much time they're really going to get with the offense. I feel yeah. that they feel that having him on special teams is he will have a bigger impact overall for the team than coming in and maybe getting one or two snaps at the end of the game. That might have been why they made that decision. Yeah, and that makes sense, and that's because that's kind of what I was talking about. Um, you know, it's it's a good problem to have if you're talking about you know players deep in your depth chart. Whereas in previous years, we're talking about you know starters that we thought should have made the team, or you know, or we think that we we're not too sure about on this 53 man roster. Now we're talking about guys deep in that depth chart just because of how you know how much we see in KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and even with Tim Patrick out, and we're still talking about you know arguing about players on that last like six seventh spot. You know that's 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 good to see. Um, I'm not too I'm not too mad about it, but if there's any moves that was a little upset about it, uh, at first, it was that uh, Tyree Cleveland spot. But I, I understand it in hindsight. Um, so we're gonna kind of backtrack, just talk about that Russell Wilson contract. He's projected to jump from 35 million and 20 uh, 35 million dollar cap hit in 2024, and then he's a, he's gonna take a 20 million dollar jump in 2025, 55 million dollars, and then 58 in 2026. Um, obviously there's, uh, been talks about, you know, contract restructure going to happen around those years, but that's just insane. Um, just wanted to update you guys on that. That's pretty, pretty surreal to see numbers like that, especially, um, since we haven't seen that in the past, that's just kind of where this, uh, this league is heading in terms of, you know, contracts and, you know, salary cap and whatnot. That's that, uh, Walmart money we're getting. <laughs> um, so Moving on to kind of the defensive side of the ball with the 53-man roster, uh, we have Matt Henningsen, our, um, was he a si- I believe it was a sixth-round pick or seventh-round pick. Um, he made it over McTelvin Aguim, former third-round pick. Uh, what do you got? Wh- what do you think about that, Jaden? Matt Henningsen, who had a really good offseason, makes it above McTelvin Aguim, who, uh, who I even thought was going to make it, especially after that insane uh, week three game against Minnesota. Yeah, no. Um, so the interior defense is looking really strong with the signing of uh, DJ Jones. Um, we still got depth in that with uh, uh, Mike Purcell, uh, Draymond Jones. So I feel comfortable there. Um, so looking at that uh, uh, position, I mean, there's three guys that I'm fully comfortable with. Um, like I said, in Mike Purcell, Draymond Jones, and DJ Jones, and they're rotating in that um, interior defensive line. Um, to me, that Matt Henningsen staying on the roster was kind of it wasn't really anything surprising. And uh, we can kind of move over to uh, the safety spot. Does Lauren Turner yell? This wasn't as a big of a surprise, uh, but Delarn Turner yell makes it over the veteran J.R. Reed, who uh, people thought was going to have uh, a good you know, effect there on special teams. But instead, Delarn Turner yell, bringing the heat on that defense. Uh, what was your thoughts on this move, uh, Chris? Honestly, I felt the same way. I thought that J.R. Reed, it made more sense to me because I did not know much about DeLarn Turneriel. But as I hear his name more, I've heard good things. So um, I heard that he, he, you know, again, with the special teams, it's, it's going to be good. I, they, they can put him in at linebacker as well. That's something that I, mm-hmm. I briefly heard them talk about at safety. I think the reason they did this was um, with this new defensive coordinator, they're moving into more of a they want to be able to have a nickel. They want the linebackers to be faster they want the safeties to come down they're changing the face of this defense and i just think delarn turner yell 
they had to have seen something in him. He's, you know, he's a good hitter. He, I, I like him. I saw that he was able to get sacks on Kellen Mond from the safety spot. He looked impressive mm-hmm. to me. And I feel like even though I don't know as much about him as I would a guy like J.R. Reed, I trust him with that pick. I, I don't think it'll be a bad decision, especially since we can move him around a little more, put him at the line, inside linebacker spot. I love it. You're talking about the defense, you know, t- uh, you know, the whole face of the defense turning around, trying to bring more blitzes, uh, have, you know, kind of kind of quicker guys at linebacker, you know, can have dime linebackers or uh, and just that move in general. I, I saw it coming and I'm glad that it happened. Um, I trust Jiro Vero uh, with this move. Um, I'm excited to see what uh, DTY turns into. And so it's moving over to special teams. Uh, we kind of already talked about Tyree Cleveland. And the big, probably one of the biggest surprises, if not the biggest surprise to many Broncos fans, was Sam Martin. He got cut and was signed by the Buffalo Bills um, after that whole uh, Matt Ariza situation, which is just completely fucked up, for being honest. Um, but he gets signed to the Buffalo Bills, and we side with Corliss Waitman. What, what are your guys? Uh, what is your thoughts on this uh, situation, Jaden? Just the whole punter competition is just the whole thing as a whole. Yeah, it was it was pretty surprising um, coming off. You know, Sam Martin had an cre- incredible season last year, top five in uh, st- statistics. Um, Corleus Wayman just had a there's there had to be something there that proved that he he was the one. He won that battle. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I had Sam Martin winning that battle, but like I was saying with the other decisions earlier, there's something about Nathaniel Hackett and his strategy and his outlook on this team this year. Um, you know, new new special teams coordinator. Um, if there's after last year, I think that that special teams just had to just completely get wiped out and start from the bottom. Um, so I like it. Um, I also like that Sam Martin got signed within a few days to to a good team. So I wish him well. But other than that, I I I'm comfortable at that position as well. Yeah, um, Corliss Wayman was kind of one of those guys who just kind of had flashes during camp, but wasn't too consistent. Um, we talked about this during previous pods, uh, you know, reca- recapping training camp. But uh, Sam Martin, he was one of those guys um, who had the statistically the best season by a Broncos punter in our franchise's history. Uh, Chris, I want to get your thoughts on this. Like, uh, were you surprised by this? Um, did you want this? Um, Corliss Waitman, he's kind of one of those you know, where – we're getting younger in that punter room. What do you think about this? Um, I was surprised, but at the end of mm-hmm. the day, it, it really came down to the cap. I felt like it, it's a yeah, it's that a, is true. It's a much cheaper cap hit, and I do think we have the benefit of being in Denver. Uh, the air there does make it easier to punt. Those part those punts are gonna fly farther just simply because of the fact that that altitude there it is different. It's easier to be a kicker or a punter in a place like that. I think we'll be okay. I think we'll manage. Obviously. I don't think it's ideal, but if they felt that it's not that big of a difference and if he impressed them with that air there, with the combination of getting that extra $2 million in cap space, at this point we really do need our cap space after the Russell Wilson contract. I'm not mad at it. I, I yeah. would have preferred kept Sam Martin, but I, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, um, Corliss Waitman, he, I just feel like I kept talking about this. It was one of those things where there wasn't enough separation in that competition. The Broncos special teams, uh, they made it known that there was going to be, um, there was going to be an ongoing punter competition uh, throughout OTAs and camp and even preseason. And there just wasn't enough separation. I kept expressing my frustration uh, on that. Um, 
but it's just one of those things where you know we got younger. I see that as a, a plus. Um, we saved two million in cap space, um, where we eventually um, we, we used a little bit of that to sign uh, Darius Phillips, um, who by the way is a corner out of uh, he was a part of the Raiders and the Bengals. Um, we signed him as uh, a slot corner. Um, he could play out. Well, he, I'm sorry, he can actually play. A, he plays outside, and we waived um, quarterback Asang, Asang Bassi, who we uh, eventually signed back to the practice squad. But, yeah, we just kind of use that cap space to uh, use it in a better spot on this roster. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? What is your thoughts on this um, this cornerback room? It's a look, looking a little bit shaky. Um, I'm not too sure how you feel, Jaden, about you know Ronald Darby and – all the depth underneath that. We obviously know PS2 is an up and coming star. I think we can all agree that he's going to be a top five corner eventually. But what well, what do you think about um, just that cornerback room in general? Do you think we do you think we should add another player, or do you think um, Damari Mathis and uh, Darius Phillips and those players deep on the cornerback room can hold it down? I love the Darius Phillips signing um, that we did okay. this week. Um, Damari Mathis. I mean, wow he he was opening my eyes. Um, all throughout training camp and preseason. Um, I'm really glad that he made that initial 53-man roster. Um, but speaking in just our, our top three corners, um, as you said, Patrick Sertan, Ronald Derby, and then Quan Williams. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Quan Williams, something off that that injury. This it was a small injury. He should be good to go for that week one. But um, I, I, I like Quan Williams in that um, – in that slot position and then Ronald Darby, he just needs to step up, honestly. And he's playing for his job at any moment, any time he could lose that. And so I think mm-hmm. Damari Mathis has to be ready to step up as well as Darius Phillips. Um and that Ronald Darby doesn't fulfill that position. Um and then there's a few free agents, you know, in the market right now that we can always just sign. But coming into week one, I'm 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 comfortable and I'm I'm really confident in that room, especially with Patrick Satan coming in in that second year. He's going to be going to be phenomenal. So, okay, it's it's interesting. Um, me personally, the corner room is uh, probably second to first uh, the position group I'm worrying about the most. What do you What do you think about that uh, position group, Chris? Yeah, if I'm being honest, out once you get outside of Patrick Satan. It really does get questionable. I think Ronald Darby's serviceable for now. I do. I do it's believe true. they need to upgrade the cornerback room. I forgot who it was. They signed the guy. Was it Kwan Williams from? Yes, Kwan Williams out of San Fran. I, I like him. I think that was a good addition. And I also mm-hmm. like Mathis. I think that somebody has to step up. Uh, if oh they, yeah. They, if they think they're gonna, they have what they need. I mean, we're going to have to find out. I wouldn't be surprised if by week three or four we're signing a veteran corner to add into the room. We have too much youth at the position, and that's not always a bad thing. But for corner, typically, that's not ideal. Um, it, it really does get shaky outside of the maybe Darby and then Sertain. They definitely need to. They definitely need to sign a veteran. That that it probably out. It's a little top heavy. We have Sertain, but outside of that. We, we need to do something. I'm, I'm not too happy with the position group, if I'm being honest. Yeah, the number one concern with me in that room is the just the injury, the, the injuries. Um, you know, Ronald Darby has a history. Quan Williams has a history. Um, I'm really confident in Pastor Tan. Um, and then Damari Mathis, he, he had a great camp. I love Damari Mathis. That was like my favorite pick um, aside from Montreal, Washington. But 
he in that those last two games, um, Buffalo and Minnesota, he he kind of I kind of it kind of resonated with me that he's not necessarily ready to be a starting corner in the NFL at all. Um, maybe a few reps in there to ease him in. Uh, it's looking like you know Avero wants to do that, um, but he's not ready for the NFL. I love him. Uh, he follows me on Instagram. We've talked, but um, he's one of those guys where I think it, he's going to need time. Um, he just, it's kind of a timing issue with him right now in terms of coverage. Uh, but when, when, you know, once he gets those reps in and he can learn behind, uh, you know, our really stud second, uh, secondary with those safeties and passer tan Ronald Darby has great knowledge too. Um, once he can learn from them, I think he's in a good spot to eventually uh, become successful, uh, corner just because of his physicality and speed. Um, so with that being said, uh, just uh, aside from that, more news, uh, Greg Dulcich and Michael O.J. Moody, in case you, uh, you guys didn't hear, um, they went to the short-term IR to start off the uh, season, so they'll be out for a minimum of four weeks. Uh, Albert O. has officially won the starting tight end position, um, and Michael O.J. Moody, who had a very, very, very poor offseason, um, you know, prayers to him. He gets that elbow injury. Uh, speedy recovery to that for that, but um, he'll be on the short term IR as well. We'll miss four weeks. Um, so now it's officially game week, boys. Uh, we're just eight days out from our week one um, game against the Seattle Seahawks. I cannot be more excited. I mean, uh, here it is. Bron- it's already Broncos country is going to see Russell Wilson, his homecoming. He's literally playing in Seattle. This is going to be an insane game. Monday night football can't ask for a better you know starting game we're gonna have to wait all we're gonna the last game of you know the first uh, week but you know it's gonna be you know saving the best for last i i can be more excited um what, what do you guys uh what do you guys think thinking in terms of terms of like score predictions and just like uh bold takes if you guys have any uh Jaden? oh uh, yeah I, I see russell wilson um i mean He's coming in this year with those major expectations. Um, mm-hmm. There's a few saying he's going to have that MVP year. There's a few doubting that he's even, you know, he's even going to be the same. He's kind of dying off. Um, personally, yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping for the best. Um, I have them, the Broncos having no issue beating the Seahawks 20, 30 to 23. Um, that's okay. just my score prediction. Um, other than that, uh, defense, I think defense is going to, you know, set the tone of this year coming in as that. Um, not only top five, top three defense is my prediction. Um, yeah, I, I see it as a good start-off game and a, a comfortable win for us. What would you say is our, our key victories to the game uh, in order to come out on top? Uh, having that run game, starting with uh, Devontae Williams and uh, Melvin Gordon, I think they're yes, going to carry it. They're going to be that surprise, and they're going to they're gonna step up for that week one game. Um, I heard that the, it was going to be 60, 65 uh, 45, correct, was the percentage for the reps. So, 55, uh, 45, yeah. Yes, oh, 55, 45. Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I'm excited for Williams, and I think that the week one game is going to be his his uh, tone center. Yeah, so uh, I like how you bring that up. Um, me personally, I think, yeah, it is going to start up with the guys up front. Um, they have to get that run game going, and then they also have to shut down the Seattle's run game. Uh, run game, because me personally, I think that Seattle's only chance of putting points on the board is the run game. Um, uh, we all know that Pete Carroll wants to, uh, you know, focus solely on this running game now in Seattle. Um, with uh, Russell Wilson out, they want to be more of kind of a in play action type of team. Um, 
They wouldn't. They kind of want to, you know, have their their quarterback just be a game manager, point guard, um, whatever it may be for them to uh, pick up first downs. But they want to be a run first team. Um, and we got to shut that down. Um, Chris, what are your thought? Uh, what are your thoughts on this week one matchup? You have any p- predictions or bold takes? Uh, honestly, even though it's only week one, I do think this is a must win game because it is one of the easier games on the schedule and it has a lot of meaning behind it. And I feel that. Oh, yeah. They need this because if they lose this game, not only is it going to get a lot harder from here, that mm-hmm. is just, I feel like that has the potential to completely derail them with this being Russell's old team. This would be a great way to start off the year, especially getting the Texans week two. It's a nice ease into the season because it picks up. We get Sunday night football with the 49ers. It gets harder. So this is a must win. But if if I had to make a bold take, I don't think it's too bold, but I do think it will be a blowout. I don't think this game is going to be close. I think we're a lot better than Seattle. I'm not too worried about it. It could go either way, you know, knock on wood. But I really, I'm really not worried about it. I think, honestly, Javante Williams will have the biggest game. Um, you would think it would be Russell in his homecoming, but I don't see a world where they're going to stop Javante Williams. I think that he's made a lot of progress and he will continue to get better from where he was at last year. I think last year was his floor. I think this is going to be a big win for us and a great start for our season. I'm not too worried about it. I, I love it. Perfectly said. I would love to see Javante Williams go off in week one. Man, that's my that's my guy right there. Can you imagine if we actually got upset by the the Seattle Seahawks week one. Oh my God! Um, yeah, we yeah it'll go downhill from there for sure. Um, not for like the whole season, but you know that that definitely have to be something we have to recover from for sure. Um, but yeah, with that being said, that's uh, that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, it was great having uh, these guys on here, Jaden and Chris. Thank you for your time. Um, you guys want to shout out any of your uh, social media Instagrams? Uh, my Instagram is just my name, Chris, and then V-A-L-3-N-T-I-N. But All I right, make sure you guys – yeah, yeah, no problem. Make sure you follow him up. Uh, Jaden, you want to shout out anything? Oh, yes, sir. So my Instagram, go follow it. Uh, it's at Jaden, J-A-Y-D-E-N underscore J period 10. Go ahead and mm-hmm. follow that for me. I really appreciate that. Um, it's a pleasure being on this. I appreciate you for having me. Uh, it's It was good talking to you, so. Yeah, man, it was great having you on here. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you guys check out on all platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. Um, We're also on Amazon uh, Music as well. Uh, We wouldn't expect to, uh, expecting to, you know, expand to multiple different platforms. I love doing this podcast. Thank you guys for all the support. Make sure to leave your rating. Let me know how I'm doing on the podcast. If you guys want to be a guest on the podcast, just like Jaden and Chris just were, all you got to do is mess, uh, message me on Instagram at Broncos Avenue. Uh, as always, it was a pleasure talking to Broncos on here. Until the next one, peace.